0: Hello and welcome to the What Are We Even Doing Here podcast, a podcast that seeks to answer the question of, what are we even doing here from a biblical perspective? We are part of the Christian Podcast Community. Check out this and many other great podcasts at ChristianPodcastCommunity.org. My name is Daryl and the Word of God says in Genesis 1, starting in verse 1, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. And God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day. And the darkness he called night. And there was evening and there was morning the first day. Now, I am not doing this episode about Genesis, about creation. But there's something here I want us all to notice, that God created God created the earth. God is all-powerful. He is all-knowing. He is sovereign, ruler of all. He is sovereign. He is in charge. He is, I would say, He is in control. He decrees things that come to pass. He spoke, and it happened. He spoke the world into existence. I'm I'm, uh, I believe it happened in six literal days, but again, we're not talking about creation right now. I want to talk about something else, and the reason I I started in Genesis is because we see it there. We see God's power, power. We see His action, His speaking the world into existence. It He spoke, and it happened. Nothing in the days of creation were outside of His will. What would take place? He spoke and it happened. Now, the reason this is on my mind is, and it's probably on a lot of people's mind that are on social media or any day, this could be on our minds, is why do things happen? Is this out of God's control? Is this out of the sovereign God of the universe's control? Things that happen. Does God only decree good things to happen? Or does he decree good and the bad? Where do we see this in the scripture? What, where God decrees things to happen. What is, What are the decrees of God? I'm glad you asked. The decrees of God are his eternal purpose according to the counsel of his will, whereby for his own glory he has foreordained everything that comes to pass. Everything is foreordained by God, decreed to come to pass. To pass. And that's from Westminster Shorter Catechism, The Decrees of God. So he decrees it, he says this will happen and it happens. And it's not just the good things, it's the bad things too. So there was a couple tweets, I, I don't know specifically remember what they said, but basically saying that as Christians we shouldn't use that to encourage Others who are going through a dark time. Specifically, I believe this was used for what's happening in Ukraine right now with with Russia. And I'm not getting into the politics about that. Because really, I don't know exactly what's going on. I know it's not good. But I also know God is in control. Right? And I'm encouraged by that. When something in my life is not going well. When something in my life is... At a dark time. And I'm not comparing anything that I've gone through. Like an invasion from a foreign country coming in. And me having to pick up my family and move. That's terrible. It is. But God is sovereign. He is in control. And so many times in scripture. We see. The people of God. Having to pick up and move. Yet God is sovereign. And he is in Control. We we see his people all the time And this happening to him What does the psalmist say? Psalm 115 Not to us, O Lord, not to us But to your name give glory For the sake of your steadfast love And your faithfulness Why should the nations say Where is their God? Our God is in the heavens He does all that he pleases so the, the people of God, when the nations are coming against them, and the nations are ridiculing them and saying, Where is your God? The people rely on the sovereignty of God, that God is in control, and say, Our God is in the heavens. He does all that he pleases. It's right there. I, I, I'm not making this up. Christians that encourage others with the sovereignty of God when they're going through tough times, it's in the scriptures. Now, yeah, okay, you want to argue that maybe that's not the the way you say it? Yeah, you shouldn't be like, oh, you're going through a tough time? Well, God's sovereign. See you later. No, we shouldn't. If that's it's true statement. But, okay, the way you say it might be more of an issue than what you're actually saying. And that's with anything. You want to share the truth in love. But it doesn't... Negate the fact that God is sovereign. God is in control. There's there's so many other places. I'm going to pull up something else here. But also in Genesis, the end of Genesis. Genesis 50. Let's go to the scripture. What does it say? Genesis 50, verse uh, verse 20. When Joseph's brothers are now worried, maybe now that 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 our, our father's gone, we're not protected anymore, and now Joseph's really going get, to get us back for what we did. But what does is, what is Joseph say to his brothers? Genesis 50, verse 20, As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good, to bring it about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. So God meant it for good. He was in control of that whole situation the whole time. He knew where he wanted Joseph to go. He knew how he wanted Joseph to get there. And he used it. What does it say? He meant it. Not used it. Meant it for good. God's not reacting to things. God's. Wouldn't that be sad? I I would be sad if the God I serve had to react all the time to things. Had to not know what's coming. Not decree that it would come to pass, but actually has to like react, and it's not within his control. Almost like it's open, like an open theism thing. Like, and I don't know all the details. I don't want to be say that I'm um, what's it called, a pro on or an expert on what open theism is. But it in the whole Scripture, we see God's sovereignty throughout. We see His hand in everything. We don't know exactly how, but we we trust in a sovereign God to to bring about his promises of what would come to pass and let's let's look at another one. Let's go to Romans. Romans is a very common place to go to this verse to encourage those who are going through tough times and this is for christians this one this verse is for Christians. So, most of you know where I'm going to go with this. Romans, what chapter? What chapter do you think I'm going to? Yes, Romans 8. Very good, very good. Mister that got that right. Romans 8 in verse 29. No, not 29, sorry. 28. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. So we know that for those who love God, Christians, all things work together for good. Not, it's not saying all things that are happening are good, but they work together for good for those who are called, all Christians who are called, according to his purpose. To whose purpose? To God's purpose. So would this be the, the first verse, again, that you just, well, all things work together for good and then you just leave it there? No, you don't do it that way. But God is in control. God is sovereign. And according to this verse, all things work together for good for those who love God and are called according to God's purpose. It's all God-centered. And we can go on. I'm going to read the rest of this verse. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son in order to make... In order that he might be the firstborn Among many brothers And those whom he predestined He called And those whom he called He also justified And those whom he justified He also glorified All God-centered All the sovereign God Calling, justifying Glorifying All God God is in control And that's We can say that's About soteriology About salvation But he's even in control of that He is sovereign over Our salvation For his glory. So God is in control, and we as Christians should encourage each other in that. We should be able to say, Yes, he is in control. And we can see that those who believe that, who are in Ukraine, who are singing hymns in the face of danger, we can see that by persecuted Christians around the world who are being tortured for their faith, who are singing hymns. And sing psalms and and pray for the people that are doing it to them because they know it's for God's glory and they know it is for, ultimately, their good. What's happening to them might not be good at the time, but it is for their good. I don't want to spend too much more time here, um, but it, it is important as Christians that we know our God is in control. Because who would want to serve a God that's not in control? Because that's the op- That's what you would get. That's what. That. What else is the alternative? What kind of God would we have, who is not in control? I. I don't know why people would be comforted with the alternative. What do you tell? What would that person tell someone? Who is going through pain? Why? Why pray if God's not in control? If God's not sovereign? Why hashtag pray for Ukraine? As I, uh, as I see, the same people that say we can't tell God, people God is sovereign to comfort them—that's from a pra- place of privilege. But then they end their tweet with hashtag pray for Ukraine, because you you can't have it both ways. I I don't think you can. I could be wrong, I could be wrong. But I don't think a sovereign God who is in control—why pray to that God if you can't, if you can't do anything about it? Now I just want to read for you one more passage, that shows God's sovereignty. There's several. We can go. We can be here all day if we want to. But God's God is in control. This from Acts chapter two, starting in verse twenty-two. Men of Israel, hear these words: Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with mighty works and wonders and signs, that God did through him in your midst, as you yourselves know. This Jesus delivered up according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God, you crucified and killed by the hands of lawless men. God raised him up loosing the pangs of death because it was not possible for him to be held by it. And I'll stop there. So so in this passage we have God's definite plan and foreknowledge and also being crucified and killed at the hands of lawless men. So God was in control. God decreed that this would happen. In, in Ephesians, it talks about before the foundations of the world, that God decreed. He elected. He chose. So I have no problem with God being in control, being sovereign over everything that happens. He decrees it to happen. I would have a problem if God wasn't in control. So, I don't know. You might agree with me. You might disagree with me. And that's fine either way. But know where I stand. (laughs) I believe the Bible teaches that God is in control. And we can trust him. As Christians, what I read from Romans, we can trust our God. Our God is in the heavens. He does what he pleases. And what God did for us, was what it, what exactly I've just read in Acts chapter 2. He sent his son to live a perfect, righteous life, to die on the cross, the death that you and I deserve. And then he was buried, and then he rose from the dead, and he ascended into heaven, and he seated at the right hand of God the Father, and he will come again to judge the quick and the dead. And all of this is in the plan, the sovereign plan of God. And what we need to do, if you haven't, is, is to turn to Christ. To turn to Jesus Christ, the, one, the Son of God, the second person of the Trinity, who says, come to me, all who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He will give us rest. Because in this life, Jesus says, we will have tribulation. We will have trouble. These things will happen. We Bad things are going to happen. But take heart. Take heart, dear ones. Jesus has overcome. He is our king. He is reigning and ruling now. We can be safe and secure in the arms of our king. So please, turn to Christ. Trust in him. He is holy. He is loving. He, Jesus Christ, died to save sinners. He died the death that I deserve. And it was by the foreknowledge and plan of God that this would happen. It's beautiful if we just trust in the sovereignty. And then we can sing in the face of danger. We can sing in the face of death. Death can't separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Nothing can. Romans 8, the continuation of Romans 8, nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. And I will just end with this passage from from Romans chapter 11, starting in verse 33. Oh, the depths and riches and wisdom and knowledge of God, how unsearchable are his judgments and inscrutable his ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord, or who has been his counselor, or who has given a gift to him that he might be repaid? For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be glory forever. Amen. I hope you've enjoyed the uh, few interview podcasts that I've had the past couple weeks. I have more lined up. I didn't have any this week, so you had to just deal with me talking a little bit about God's sovereignty. But hey, that was in his plan, that I wouldn't have any interviews this week. And I'm I'm perfectly fine with that. So check out, i got a few coming up, a few more uh, podcast hosts that I'm going to interview, and also a few of my... Uh, Twitter friends, who I love and I've been encouraged by, so hope they will all every everyone that comes on here will encourage you. So please look forward to them coming. So until next time, always check out all the podcasts at ChristianPodcastCommunity dot org. I pray that you continue to seek the kingdom of God and find out what we are even doing here. Grace and peace. Drive safe, Brady. I'm perfectly fine with that.